Letter thirty-five of A Lady's Life on a Farm in Manitoba by Mrs. Cecil B. Hall. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. The Ranch in Cumpahagra Park, September twenty-fourth. Although this house does consist of only one room, is situated in a stony field with not a tree near us and that we are not having good sport, either trout-fishing or duck-shooting, we should be quite happy and contented, were it not for the bee-flats which abound, the first we have come across, which Henry assures us are not from dirt, but grow in the pine-wood. Why are they not, then, in the log-cabins, which are entirely built of pine? We have not disclosed the fact to Mr. W., he is so thoroughly enjoying his holiday, as we know that we should instantly be ordered back to Ure, where he would have to begin his work. Whilst he is out shooting, we can make expeditions, exploring all over the foothills. One day, after wandering up a beautiful valley, we came upon a park, or mesa, and I do not ever remember having seen such a view. Miles of grass on which wild cattle and horses were feeding, with clumps of trees artistically dotted here and there, and for background the orange and scarlet-tinted foothills, pines on higher regions, and a glorious panorama of snow-capped mountains beyond. But for the mountains one might almost fancy oneself in some English park, and at every turn we felt we ought to come upon an Elizabethan house. There were many tracks of deer, but none were visible. We overtook a man driving a team of ten oxen with lumber, and of him asked our way, as one might very easily lose oneself in these rolling park-like glades, intersected with deep canyons, with no trails or roads, excepting here and there one made by lumberers. In coming down the hill again, close to a large sawmill, we watched a man breaking in a horse of five years old. He had secured a dozen, all wild, in a corral or fenced enclosure, and had thrown a noose over this one's head. He was trying to draw it up by means of a thick rope to the fence, the rope getting tighter and tighter as the animal backed or tried to gallop around with the other horses. Finally, when the poor brute was almost choked, and perspiration was streaming down him, he allowed the man to go up to him, who very dexterously and quickly slipped a halter over its head. The horse then was tied up to the post, the others turned out, and the man intending keeping him there until the following morning without any food, when he would put a saddle on and ride him, and hoping to sell him as broken for eighty dollars. Many of these horses are not broken at all. We were shown a good-looking mare of thirteen years old who had never had a bit in her mouth. End of letter thirty-five. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.